Hello, everyone, and welcome to His Only Vice, a film podcast where we talk about the movies that shaped us. You guys, I am so excited to be starting this podcast. I have been wanting to do this for so long, and I thought, you know what? It's a new year. I have a laptop. I got some microphones, and I got a brain full of movies. So why not start? You guys are probably wondering where the title comes from. Well, it comes from my favorite movie, Juno, in um, which case Juno says of Polly Bleeker, um, something along the lines of orange Tic Tacs were his one and only vice. Well, pop culture is my um, one and only vice because famously I don't drink and I don't do drugs, so I gotta have something. Why not make a podcast? Thank you guys so much for listening, and um, I'm really excited to start this journey with you guys. Um, Okay, let's start. I'm not going to do this alone because I'm not a psychopath. So let me introduce you to my first guest. There is nobody I would rather do my first episode with than with my BFF, my sister, my collaborator, my this, that, and the other, my X, Y, Z, my one, two, three. I'm talking about the funniest person on earth. I'm talking about Taylor, dear. Welcome, Taylor. (laughs) Dylan McPherson. Oh my God, what an introduction. I just made the audio go absolutely insane and introducing you but guess what we can do we can fix that in post i think this is so perfect and i think that you are so perfect because look at what you are wearing the name of this pod is going to be exactly oh my god i'm wearing an orange shirt you guys which is an orange and white striped shirt the name of the pod is his only vice that's from the movie juno the movie juno is the definition of and the creator of actually orange and white stripes yes yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my god you're so and um, it's actually sort of the creator of me. It did sort of invent my <laughs> sense of humor. The house that built me. <laughs> Juno, the house that built me. You ever heard of it? Ever sort of heard of Taylor, it? Taylor, how are you? Oh my God, Dylan, I'm so good. I am good. feeling absolutely energized and ready to talk about movies with you. I'm so excited. Um, Taylor, give us a little, for the listeners who don't know you, which, honey, catch up if you don't. <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh my goodness, you are. Okay, let's wait. Let's start from the beginning. We both hail from sort of the same place. Sort yeah, of. We are sort of, sort of. We have, we have a, sh- we have a shared state. Yeah, we do share a state. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you, if you know where Dylan's from, you now know where I'm from, which uh, is, which say is it with sort me, of Vermont. Vermont. Right. Yeah. We're both <clears throat> from Vermont. I'm from Southern Vermont. Mm-hmm. He's from Northern Vermont. Yeah, basically Canada. Essentially Canada. And yeah. then we never knew each other there, which is shocking because there's. I would say five other people that live in Vermont. So. It's just the seven of us. <laughs> yes. And they're actually sort of down to now that we're actually choosing to live in New York City. Yeah. Um, but we didn't meet until we started, against all odds, working together. Oh, yeah. Which is sad. It's so, <laughs> so sad. So, so sad. But now we're BFFs. We're collaborators. We're... A hundred percent. Hundo P. Hundo P. Taylor, what movie did we decide on today? Dylan, 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 Dylan. <laughs> You're asking me to talk about the movie that we're about to spend how many minutes talking too about? Too long, probably. Way, way, way too long. Well, I can't In wait fact, to let's wrap about. it up. Thanks, guys, so much. <laughs> and now, that's our show, folks. <laughs> that's our first episode. <laughs> that's our show. Anyway, what movie did we choose, Tay? This movie... Set it up, sis. We're going to set the scene 3,000 degrees. <laughs> we're going to go... To Northern Italy. Somewhere in Northern Italy. Somewhere in Northern Italy, says the placard. Somewhere in Northern Italy. Somewhere during the summer. Because summer is a place. <laughs> and sort of some time during the 1980s, 83, even. 83, 83, 83. Yeah, so 1983. Northern Italy. Crema sometimes, even. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's summer. Uh, you can probably guess. What yeah, from the context about. clues, guys. If, if you can't uh, really catch know, up, catch you saw it in 2017. That was sort of a big 2017. Year yes, I did sort of see it at the Regal in Union Square right. in that big, like two-story. Remember? Yeah. Do you, Do you know, know where I, I saw it? Where? Tell me. The Paris. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you guys aren't familiar with the Paris, it's the most magical theater in New York City. Right. It's sort of made famous by. Sex in the City, Carrie Bradshaw, taking herself on a New York City date, where you re-fall in love with yourself in the city. I'm literally bored. You know, listening to myself talk about <laughs> Sex in the City. And you know what's funny? Outdated it is and now. actually, listeners might not know this, but Taylor definitely does that. Sex in the City is actually my cultural blind spot, and I know nothing <laughs> about it. I know nothing about it. I know that Sarah Jessica Parker is the star. 
and that there are four women and people are always like, oh my God, you're such a this. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I hate that. I feel that I way about other things. And you know, I tried to start it. Okay. Here's something you guys should know about me. I tried to start Sex and the City. I tried to start Friends. I tried to get through Gilmore Girls. I just can't do it. No, I can't do the other two. Okay. Wait, I can do the other two. The show on Comedy Central, the other oh two. Oh my God, made yes. Famous yes. By literally us talking Wait, about it nonstop. it's so funny that you should bring that up because there is an amazing homage to Call Me By Your Name in the other two. Oh yes, it's phenomenal. The ending. <laughs> the ending of one of those episodes that one I don't remember. One of the episodes ends and with the ending of Call Actually, Me By Your Name Actually, we sort of famously. just gave away what movie we were talking about. Did we even oh, say? okay. Well, here we are. <laughs> we're talking about, we're talking about Call, Call Me By, by Your, your Name. name. Which is, you know, it's sort of groundbreaking for me and you, two white queers to talk about. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> groundbreaking. We are we are literally doing. We're investigative journalists. <laughs> Us and no one else. No one else has ever had this conversation we're about that. Definitely have. not those other five people in Vermont. No, well, we know that for sure. They probably haven't seen it. We're the only gay people they know, and do they even know at this point? <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Well, honey, if they don't know us now, they will. They will, because this pod's about to go viral. Yeah. Have you heard Dylan Pearson? He's a fucking genius. <laughs> I'm a fucking psycho. Yeah. Okay, guys. Um, In all seriousness, we are going to talk about Call Me By Your Name. Taylor, who directed this? Luca Guadagnino. Oh, I'm obsessed with the way you say that. Luca Guadagnino. <laughs> Which, um, if you're unfamiliar with his work, the only two movies that I've seen of his are Call Me By Your Name and Suspiria. Right. Which actually couldn't be more different yeah i know have you really seen are. have you well, seen his suspiria themes you've seen his suspiria right i've seen suspiria and i've also seen i am love oh that's right that's sort of his like loose triptych right trio, i am love whatever. and call me by your name are quite similar uh and both have mountain love scenes do they so they both have okay. mountain love scenes. you sort of um, sold me on the other one what is it know. i am love what I am love. I am love. I just want um, you guys to know real quick that I'm an endless vat of pop culture knowledge, but Taylor is an even more endless vat of pop culture knowledge. So you're going to learn something today, kids. We share that. We share that for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Whereas my expertise is sort of, you know, contemporary film. Taylor's right. is television the house down. Boots, right. Boots. Yeah. Hence, Sex and the City. Absolutely. Anyway, oh my it's God. It's unfortunate how it's, much time I've spent. <laughs> it's impossible for us to have a linear thought. I know. I don't think it's, it's possible. But I, I do have to say this about uh, Luca Guadagnino, oh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. that he's absolutely obsessed beyond reason. Well, with, with actually, I, I disagree. It's completely reasonable. With Say it with me. Tilda Swinton. Oh my yeah. God. He can't get enough of this Listen, stuff. Listen, the... <laughs> And, and neither can I, for that matter. Not Okay, let me pull up my phone real quick. Listeners, I am pulling up my phone so I can get receipts to tell something that I um, texted earlier to my dear friend Taylor. I literally, Taylor, texted my friend Claire. Shout out to friend of the pod, Claire Idstrom. Um, I literally texted her. We were talking about... Um, what were we talking about with Tilda earlier? Um, I don't really remember... But it started with her texting me a picture of Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach and being like, are they dating? And I was like, honey, where had the fuck have you been? <laughs> to sort of ask. Um, wait. Oh, I texted her. Um, who's the more famous drag queen, RuPaul or Tilda Swinton? Truly. <laughs> honey, she's doing drag. She, it's full on Constantly. drag. She forgot gender. Uh, yeah. The bitch yeah. forgot yeah. gender. She forgot gender. It's been directed out of her. Yeah. Oh. Um, That's the most true thing I've heard this week. Wait, okay, what were again? Oh, we were talking about obsession with Tilda Swinton. Oh, what right, right. But yeah. um, her whole deal, well, mm -hmm. his whole deal is mm -hmm. just seeing her being skinny with long flowing garments, um, and being stoic. And actually, that's sort of my whole deal. That's too. also my whole deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. But yeah, like you see that in Suspiria, but you also see that. Oh my God, I am love. It's one of those. Oh my God, how have I never seen? It's well, what I have to say is like. Desire Trilogy. That's it's what the it Desire Trilogy, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, <clears throat> so it's a part of that. Both of them are in the mountains in a foreign place. Like, you'd think Luca Guadagnino, like, discovered mountains in the way that he uses them yeah. in his film. Yeah. And actually, this, this movie actually invented Italy. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually sort of never been a movie set in Italy before this. It's actually sort of true, even. Um, and you'd think the way that people reacted to it on Instagram. Oh, my God. Um... 
Taylor, before we jump into calling by your name, I just have like a couple little segments um, oh, that God, I wanted I to um, ask all of my first time guests. You know, like we sort of run the gamut of like, let's get to know you. Let's get to know your taste, which let's do it. Let's listen, he, Taylor has taste, guys. Not everyone does. Um, taste, ever heard of it? <laughs> look it up. We have. <laughs> um, listen, taste isn't just for the buds anymore. <laughs> Taylor. Dylan. What is your favorite movie? Okay. So people hate when I ask them this question, but you know what? I'm going to continue to put them on the spot. <laughs> you know, I, <clears throat> I appreciate it. I think what's hard about the question is that like, when you say on a podcast, what your favorite anything is, you're locked in for life. Locked it's in recorded life. in stone. Yeah. It can't change. No, it can't you be erased. down on, on paper, on paper. Uh, guys, on I've been paper. watching a lot of Love Island UK. I just have to admit that to you. Taylor texts me a quote from UK Love Island at every five hours probably at least yeah, at least yeah. i would say that's ge- generous <laughs> yeah that's a um, <laughs> yeah yeah so favorite movie of all time i think why it's hard is because it changes okay you know so what are we feeling it right changes now? is that things get added sure all right so my favorite movie of all time um i have to mention a couple because okay. i need you to know like that over time film has affected me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, in fact, it's sort of the only escape when you grow up in Vermont. It truly is. We okay. Is it now DVD rental stores to, to talk about? Okay. Well, we don't want. We don't have to go into the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think both of everyone should know that we have this really strange shared experience yes. about. It's just a theme. We don't have to tell. Yeah, the yeah. Specifics. Video rental stores. We have this shared. You guys remember those? <laughs> I got you. Gen Z doesn't. Okay, boomer. <laughs> okay. Video store, okay, boomer. Well, that's my time, guys. Thanks. Um, <laughs> anyway, you were saying. No, we both were obsessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grew up yeah. absolutely addicted to renting DVDs, watching them, browsing sections we shouldn't have, renting right. things in secret. Right, yeah. Namely, Queer as Volk. <laughs> <laughs> Namely, Queer as Volk, of Yeah, course, and I yeah. did sort of watch Brokeback Mountain in the, the tech booth of my high school theater alone we and I did sort of sob no it's, it's so funny because we also I totally forgot about that one that we both shared like having secret experiences with Brokeback Mountain mine was that Brokeback Mountain mine was that I went into a Target and I knew my mom was in the clothes section mm-hmm. I grabbed Brokeback Mountain from the DVD entertainment section which if you've been to a Target <laughs> and if you haven't honey but like anyway <laughs> Uh, you, you quick run fun fact about register. Vermont. You must not have been Vermont because there's no Target in Vermont. No, well, there no, is no, now, no. but there wasn't when we were growing up. Um, anyway, so you're in a Target. Brooke, we're in a Target. Run all the way to the register. Pull it out of. It's hidden under my arm. I pull it out from under my arm, and I pay for it. Walk past the register, shove it down my pants, pull my sweater back over it, and run back to my mom as if I had not just bought something. Oh. You guys, this is the first I'm hearing this story. That is, that's canon. Really? I thought that I told you. No. Okay. No, it's just, I couldn't, I, I also did the same thing with Transamerica. Um, <laughs> and then again with Queer as Folk mm, when I finally bought mm, the series. Yeah. Anyway, oh my God, it's truly impossible for us. You guys have to know something about me and Taylor. You guys have to know a lot of things. I'm going to keep saying that today. <laughs> a lot of you have to know that we course. can't walk down a, a straight line without taking a hard left. Sorry, that, that's my yeah. that's my fault. Anyway, movies. Movies. Okay, so you did sort of ask me that twenty minutes ago. Yeah, write them in stone, bitch. Okay, right, written in stone. Okay, so do I say why or do I just say the movie? Like, I kind of want to a little bit elaborate. Okay, yeah, yeah, elab. Yeah, okay, so honey, we have time. Oh, we have time. If there's anything we have, it's honey, time. It's time. People love to tell you that you don't have time, but you do. You know what you do? You have. You have time. You have yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. Because what? Um, say it with so me. This Nothing sort of matters. Case I have time. Should I go? Um, more recent to all the way like back or all the way back to now. No, we're going to go all the way back to now. Okay. Listen, it's not you that do, many. You hey, do use I'm really prepping you guys for this. It's <laughs> not going to be as intense as I say. Okay. So um, famously in the ninth grade, okay. I wrote an essay contest that I won. Wait. <laughs> that shocked everyone. Wait. I think I know the movie that this is going to be. Goodwill Hunting? No, oh, but okay. I did sort of joke that that was the movie we were going to talk about tonight oh, okay. because I couldn't think of another movie. <laughs> the famous thing about me too is like. Wait, um, I definitely know what movie you're about to say, but I can't remember because I'm saying it with me. A bad friend. No, 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 no. That's not the case at all. Um, no, I just like, I can't. Like when you ask me a question that I have to answer, like I'm just going to forget all of 
the things. Yeah. Like, like you were like, what's your favorite movie? And I was like, oh. Aristocats. Um, I know movies exist. Like, yeah. Like, totally forgot. Okay, so I had to um, think about it, and now I have my answer. So I did sort of win an essay competition, which I was not trying, a humble brag, about <laughs> about uh, these three movies. So um, the movies that I wrote the essay contest about were The Matrix, The Thomas Crown Affair, and Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, my. <laughs> I did know that. I did know that. You did. Know listener, that. I knew that. He knew that. Um, and the reason... Wait, go over that trip. Go over that trio one more time. Yeah. The Matrix. The Matrix. The Thomas Crown Affair. The Thomas Crown Affair. Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello! Hello! <laughs> I'm sort of familiar with two or three of those, but keep going. Um, the Thomas Crown Affair is the one you... Don't know. See, does he know me, listener, or does he know me? That's the one I don't know yet. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's not as... It wasn't as, like, huge as, like, The Matrix and yeah, Mrs. Yeah, Doubtfire. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire, everyone and their grandmother. Everyone. Everyone and their Scottish grandmother, even, yeah. knows. Yeah. And then The Matrix, of course. Yeah. And I sort of, like, I think they're vastly different movies. Yeah. You know, obviously. Are they? <laughs> they are, sort of. <laughs> they sort of maybe. are. <laughs> I mean, or you could sort of make a case that they're all the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Matrix... Was like my first introduction. Okay, this is not all real. You know, it's the first rated R movie I ever watched. Yeah, exactly. I watched it on a. You ready for this? I watched it. You're bringing up so many memories from my childhood. I watched The Matrix on a portable DVD player on my best friend at the time's front lawn, surrounded by <laughs> packing peanuts. And honey, there's a story there, but we we don't have time. Oh, I'm I'm gonna need to hear that. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that off the pod. We'll do that offline. Okay. Um. So The Matrix was my first introduction to. Okay, maybe this isn't all sort of real, and that was uh, something I was instantly addicted to. Uh, then like the whole like white rabbit rave was like calling to the inner gay within me. <laughs> it was yeah, like okay. Yeah. Maybe this is sort of. I yeah. just like saw myself. That in, movie like, was basically filmed in the back room of therapy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's drag. That it's literally it's it's, drag. it's the it's the back room of Barracuda. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, not that we would know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have a close friend set up on Instagram, <laughs> which is famous. <laughs> which which is, is the dark room of social media. Right, right it's yeah. the dark room of social media. Um. So yeah, we were addicted to the Matrix because of that. I also love the Thomas Crown Affair, which is famous because it's one of Faye Dunaway's first really big oh, movies. Jesus Christ. See, Taylor's laughing about bringing that name up because uh, I had quite the Where contentious we interaction with Miss Dunaway. <laughs> sometimes people uh, come in and we have to work with them and yeah. sometimes they're not all that you expected them yeah, to be. Yeah, and sometimes somebody you look up to gives you an anxiety attack and that's sort of that. <laughs> That is sort of something that can happen, possibly. But um, anyway, Faye Dunaway's a nightmare. Continue. The the Thomas Crown Affair that I'm referring to is the one with um, oh Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Um, and in in it, she because there was two versions of it. One in like I don't know 1920, um, <laughs> where Faye Dunaway plays like the young Hanjinu, uh, and then you know there's the more recent one in like the sure. 90s, I yeah. think, starring Mamma Mia's own. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. You know, the, I'm gonna be ex- so I'm gonna be ostracized from the film community for naming Pierce Brosnan as a member of Mamma Mia and Pierce not Double Mamma Mia's own. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So anyway, um, so yeah, that I really love the Thomas Crown Affair because it was it was a lot like the movie like Sleuth in the way that it was very um, mystery. You know, sort of like um, like ooh, who done it? Like, how is he gonna get out of this situation? I loved it. I love like suspense. Um, love thrillers I just mm-hmm, not that mm-hmm. that's like a thriller but yeah. it was just a very like okay how's this gonna happen and yeah. then of course mrs doubtfire because robin williams comedy it was it's just a such a beautiful yeah. beautiful film that was actually probably my introduction to comedy to that's a lie the movie that literally shaped me as a person i said it was juno but i'm lying it's superstar oh superstar oh, Shannon, is like yeah. yeah yeah but mrs doubtfire was probably second yeah, no, those are both very important for like yeah. early comedy forming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. films. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I I think what I liked most about that film, like obviously the whole the plot, the funny, like you yeah, know, yeah, I just yeah. remember it was so good. But um, at the end when they don't get back together, I thought that was the first time that I had like seen like it was real. Yeah, and I I remember my parents being like, oh well, I wish they got back together, and I was like, <laughs> and I don't know my like. How old was I? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like I imagine like ten. Yeah, you're like spewing wisdom. Yeah, like, I was just no, like, mom. no, that's sort of not. Doesn't yeah. make sense for them to get back together. Like, like they said it earlier in the film. Like, if we went on a vacation and came back, that wouldn't solve our problems. Yeah. Our problems will be waiting for us when we get back. Go absolutely off. So like that was, those and that's sort like, of going to be a running theme today because, as you may or may not know, listener, the two men at the center of Call Me by Your Name do not get back together. I guess I should say spoiler alert, but like 
that movie came out three years ago. So um, the other movies that I think that I need to say, and I'm just going to like rattle these off so that you can comment on what you feel that you need to say about these. Um, uh, going Forward, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Addicted. Brideshead Revisited. A Single Man. Mm. Ladybird. Mm. Yeah. Those are the... You know how I feel about Ladybird. Whomst I actually do share a last name with. You do. So I feel extra connected. Um, research is showing me that um, the Thomas Crown Affair that you speak of um, came out in 1999 and the Faye Dunaway one was 1968. So there's some trivia for you listeners. Um, as I mentioned earlier, my favorite movie is Juno. And um, as this podcast goes on, you'll find out some of my other favorites. Um, and Taylor, who's your favorite movie star? Okay. <laughs> So I wrote down a couple for these as well because, um, yeah, it was sort of really hard to choose even. Um, but one who I love him no matter what he's in, I'm absolutely obsessed. Uh, he just brings so much and I just cannot stop watching him and I need to know more. I'm always interested. Is Anthony Hopkins. Uh, yes. Oscar nominee this year. Oscar nominee this year, right, for um, the Two Popes. The Two Popes, yeah. yeah. So incredible. Which I did see and sort of against all odds really liked. Yeah. I, I was like, a movie about popes. <laughs> this sounds Isn't it sort of horrible. shocking when something has like a topic that like normally wouldn't interest you, but then there's more there. Yeah, that happened to me twice this year. What was the other one? Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, yes. That was big for you. Can you believe like, I liked that? I can't believe I liked that. Listener, I'm coming clean. I loved that movie. <laughs> anyway. Let the rain fall down. Let Come clean, Hillary. Yeah. Duff. Yeah. Um, I'm coming clean about liking a sports movie. Yeah. Which I liked it, Sumi. <laughs> but you have to, you know that I'm addicted to Christian Bale. So. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's sort of good. Yeah, he's my favorite male actor. There we go, foreshadowing to who I'm going to answer. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to put out some honorable mentions there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this won't jog anybody. I have two more guys and two more girls. Um, Is uh, one of them Saoirse Ronan? No. Oh. No, but I, I love her. Yeah. But she's not on my list. Okay. And you're going to immediately like be like, oh, obviously, I'm for your yeah. list. Okay. Um, do you want do you want a guy and then a girl? Or do you want two girls? Do you want the two guys? Go absolutely. Okay. Okay. Any way you want. Um, okay. So I'll just say them in the... Okay. So um, Ezra Miller, mm-hmm. Lucas Hedges, mm-hmm. oh, Phoebe yeah. Waller-Bridge, mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. That all tracks. And they're all amazing. <laughs> Completely yeah. addicted. Yeah. We'll watch yep. anything that any of them are in. Yep. Just can't stop watching. Yeah, them. obsessed with Olivia Coleman, obviously. Yeah, you know, I have to let the listeners know that there was on the table for the movie we were going to choose tonight was the favorite. Yeah, that was on the table. That was yeah. on the table. Um, and actually, literally on the table right now, on the table that we're recording on, is a Fleabag screenplay and a Fleabag um, manuscript of the One Woman Show. Yeah, I'm I'm literally so, holding the scriptures as it's called. Yeah. It's a flea bag, the scriptures, Phoebe Waller Bridge. I'm holding it in my hands. Yeah. It's just gifted to me by one Dylan McPherson, and it's the greatest gift I've ever been given. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm addicted to all of those people actually. Um Ezra Miller, I like don't feel that um connected to just because I haven't seen him in that much. But I did love him in Person Being a Wallflower, and mm-hmm. he was truly the only palatable part of <laughs> that new Justice League movie. Did you see that? No. Oh my god. God, he's, he's, just, like, yeah, he's the Flash. <laughs> this sort of shows you how addicted I am. But like, no, I just would. I'm not a big um, Marvel or like. Yeah, no, that's yeah, not yeah, my tea. Yeah. Yeah. I only watch it to be part of the conversation. Oh, I know it's so annoying. <laughs> no, I, you, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you got to do it. Listen, I got to be part of the the combo. Um, okay, my favorites are Kate Blanchett, Kate yeah. Blanchett, however you would like to Blue Jasmine, it. even. Carol, even. I'm just starting to think of all these films. Do you know, apparently they're filming a Carol 2. Oh my God, the lesbians are relentless. Let them be. If it means, if if we're going to get a Carol 2 out of some relentless lesbians and Todd Haynes, I'm in. (laughs) I'm in. Speaking of a single man. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I I completely, also, I have to tell you that I, I was trying to remember what accolades were acquired from a single man and, um, the fact that I mentioned that as my favorite movie and <laughs> that I related so hard to it at mm-hmm. age 18 uh, was... Didn't Ju- did Julianne Moore get a... She was like famously snubbed for that, I think, right? For acting? Oh, I, I will get back to that, but I have to say this first, which is that... That um, Colin Firth should have won for that movie instead of The King's Speech? 
yes <laughs> um but the very last line of the uh the plot of it excuse me the the like overview <laughs> of it is <clears throat> a depressed gay british university professor living in southern california in 1962 and if that doesn't describe me age 18 living in vermont i don't think i've ever related wishfully more. looking out the window wishing i wish i too could be a lonely gay british <laughs> professor in southern california yeah 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 looking back <laughs> looking back um yeah that's a yeah yeah apparently we're getting a girl too so yeah kate blanchett and christian bell those are my two faves. That is so beautiful that you were able to narrow it down to just yeah. two. I mean, I, sis, you, I'm a Virgo. You know I could make a full fucking list. I could just go on and on and on and on. So I had to just pick two. Of course. <clears throat> um. Anyway, let's sort of actually dive into the springs, the flowers, the scents, the sounds, the everything of somewhere in northern Italy in 1983. <laughs> Okay, so if you guys don't know, just a quick rundown. Um, call me by your name. And if you don't know yet, the what, fact that you're like, listening, what to... is like, what is your problem? If you have not seen Call Me by Your Name, what is your problem? If you haven't seen Call Me by Your Name, pause this. Go watch it. Go watch it. Come back at the Paris Theater when it was released in 2017. Yes. yes. All you need is a time turner. I don't think we're reaching for the stars here. No, 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 no. no. Um. It was uh, directed by Luca Guadagnino, as Taylor told us. It's starring, you know, Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet. And what might call... And one... Jesus, I can't speak English famously. And what one might call his um, star turn. Technically, I think Lady Bird came out before this. But, like, this is really, like, what propelled him into what he is now. Right. Um, and then Michael Stuhlbarg is also uh, yeah, in this movie. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, that who is, we have to mention Yeah, Michael he has Stuhlbarg. the best moment in the movie, which we'll get to later. Yeah. Uh, Michael Stuhlbarg actually was in three Best Picture nominees that year. He was in The Post. Oh, he was in yeah, um, Shape of Water. And he Shape was in of Water. Come <clears throat> um, which Shape of Water went on to win the Best Picture that year against Come By Your Name. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was the same year. Um, really an amazing, amazing year yeah. for film. That was really great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was Lady Bird year too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I had to mention because I was thinking when I was thinking about like, okay, what is your favorite movie? Just the pace of that film yeah, is amazing. so excellent. Yeah. yeah. And that, and I think we talked about this back when that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, with probably Kevin Wong, shout out to Kevin Wong. With probably Kevin Wong, shout out to our good dear good G. bitch Kevin good, good bitch that he he that good good bitch he's that good good um <clears throat> he uh, loves ladybird too yeah he loves ladybird we actually the three of us are in a group chat called ladybirds oh my god we are we that's are. so funny yeah, I forgot and i forget that. it every once in a while and then i go to like send the and message he, to he the two of them he, and he it comes co- up you have a message thread with the two of them yeah. it's called ladybirds yeah do you want to use that and i go of fucking course, course. and you know he calls me christine because of that. <laughs> Christine Ladybird McPherson. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because he's obsessed with the last line of the film. Yeah. yeah. The last little, like, uh, Yeah, he wants to get it framed, famously, yeah. Anyway, enough time talking about Kevin. Kevin, we love you, but get the fuck out of get my life. Get off this podcast, <laughs> Kevin. What the... Um, so it's based off of a um, screenplay by James Ivory, or based off of... It is um, a screenplay by James Ivory that is based on a book by Andre Asimon. 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 Um, he wrote the book. Um, the cinematography is by um, Sayambo Muktipram. Muktipram, I think, is how you pronounce it. And he um, also did the um, cinematography for Suspiria. So he's a um, now frequent collaborator of Guadagnino's. Um, and other famous things to mention, I think, are um, the music from oh, Stephen yeah. Stevens, yeah. which everyone was absolutely losing their shit for. Afterwards. The music is incredible. Yeah. You know, the original songs from Stephen Stevens. I am so excited to talk about the cinematography of this film. Let's jump in right there. Some, bitch. There's some really, really beautiful pieces. Um, <clears throat> my Among my favorites mm-hmm. was, uh, and it's also, well, we're going to talk about this later when we do a segment, which mm-hmm. is what is your favorite <laughs> part and what's mm-hmm. your least favorite part let's jump in with that then okay okay then i guess we're gonna talk about it best um, okay favorite part go yeah my, my i have mine ready <laughs> are you guys ready for me ready um for exactly jelly. uh yeah my favorite part are there's sort of like three things combined in this part mm-hmm. um it is the uh so there's a piece where 
Oliver's been gone all day, and Elio is home, and it's dusk. It's really, really this beautiful dusk, and uh, uh, a song written for the film by Sufjan Stevens I know exactly called Feudal Devices yeah. is playing, yeah. and um, <clears throat> Elio says to... Um, Mafalda, who is like the the they're like housemaid. living like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. She, he says um have you seen oliver and she responds back in italian i have no idea where he is and um and she's just always like frustrated about things yeah so she just like walks yeah. off somewhere and uh he's sitting on the steps and <clears throat> there's this piece where he's sitting on the steps and he's sort of just like holding his head and like waiting and like that's literally all that he can do because he's so deeply in love with oliver and um i think so- that's um the first moment i teared up oh, I watched so it. good i absolutely don't blame you the um this moment is so big uh for the cinematography because uh they they shot all of this on film and then they sent it away to be edited and they used this like local italian company to edit the film and in the uh the the process of developing the film mm-hmm. a piece of it got really messed up okay and when it was sent back luca the director was watching it and he saw it and and you see you know elia waiting and there's some like incredible moments happening there with timothy chalamet and luca starts to see like like this little like flare happen on the screen like like almost like an effect it looks a little bit like a like a hooji filter or like oh sure sure, 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 (laughs) like a vsco like lens flare moment um but like it was a total accident and Mm -hmm. i i saw in this interview where he said like we could have sued this company like for so much money because that isn't supposed to happen like they messed up but he just loved the way that it looked and he felt like it directly represented like how the uh the character was feeling inside at that moment so that's a really beautiful moment and it's paired with that beautiful song Mm -hmm. feudal devices yeah um and so that is my favorite that's the one that's like oh something like that right yeah (laughs) you did it justice yeah yeah yeah. that's exactly how it sounds is that the one is that the one he's saying at the oscars do you remember or was it visions of gideon Mm, i i don't remember i don't remember either anyway one of those ended up being oscar nominated and he performed it and it was beautiful um i doubt it was feudal devices that he sang at the oscars because of the way that it it's it's a really sort of like heavy song i feel like you're probably saying mystery of love okay because that's the one that's like oh to see without my eyes like that. oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the one yeah, feudal yeah. devices like words are feudal devices heard um yeah. okay my favorite part yeah. is the part where they go to the statue mm-hmm. um the like world war one statue oh that scene is that and okay the way that it's like structured is so good first of all I so like you to know Okay, so it starts with like, um, so basically, uh, he's like, I know nothing, Oliver. And he's like, um, so he says, Oliver says something, and he's like, um, if you only knew how little I know about the things, things that actually that matter, matter, or something like that. Yeah. And then Oliver's like, um, what things matter? And Elliot's like, you know what things. And I'm like, and that's sort of the moment. Yeah, yeah. And that is like the moment. And then it sort of, um, they like walk away from each other and it pans up to the statue, which is sort of like, I took it as like symbolic to be like, okay, there's like this war going on inside of Elio. Cause this is right after they talk about, um, will the princess talk or stay silent? Like that whole motif. Um, and then he's like all the while he's like saying, because I wanted you to know question mark inflection. Mm-hmm. And he's like practicing because I wanted you to know. Because I wanted you to know. It's like he's yeah. like going through this like he's accepting like, oh, this is why I did this. And I finally, you know, I've spoke. Because I wanted you to know. Yeah. Obsessed. Yeah, that was Obsessed. really beautiful. Um, What's your least favorite part? Okay. Are we gonna have this, what if we have the same one? I'm going to get flack for this, I think. Oh, no. I don't like the peach scene. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I don't. I'm like, what? Why? Like, I don't know why I don't like it though. Yeah, it's just not for me. Okay, I it's accept that. Absolutely hot as fuck, but I'm like, <laughs> mm. yeah, I don't know. It, it like when he starts crying afterwards, I'm like, is this how we're like gonna illustrate? Is this the moment where he's like, I don't want you to leave? Like that's where yes. it just doesn't like make sense narratively to me. Like 
he would go okay. from like that like peach thing and then immediately like break down and be like i don't want you to leave yeah so and, like where is the yeah no that but... there's this moment where um yeah again if you, so let's if, if you haven't seen the movie basically like for all intents and purposes he fucks a peach um and yeah. finishes inside the fruit and Oliver comes and he like tries to take a bite of it right and Ellie like freaks out and then he starts crying and is like I don't want you to leave and I'm like how do we get from A to okay Q this is there? sort of yeah so I think um my thoughts on this are that in the book it's one way yeah and, oh totally it's and then way more they like too. felt that that needed to be in the film uh-huh. and so it was recorded on film it's also like an iconic scene so like right one it's, of, it's now an iconic do. scene yeah, yeah. and it, i mean it's an iconic scene in the book and um army hammer's wife read call me by your name by andre asima in the book mm-hmm. and she read it and told him this is the most erotic thing that i've ever read in a like like that was hot yeah way. i mean like, the book is unbelievably erotic the book invented sex yeah yeah yeah. but i'm gonna i'm gonna come out with something here i found it absolutely insufferable to get through it was such a labor to get through for me it was like so over described i was like okay i got it like there could have been like 50 pages less of of um elio being like oh i love him and and i was like okay we get it you have a battle going on inside of you like are we gonna do something (laughs) about it I I, i mean and that is what like angst feels like as a 17 year old yeah. like when you're like in love with someone so like i get it but like yeah i just found it such a labor to get through yeah so my the i think the only reason i didn't feel that way was because i went to the premiere of it mm-hmm. like the night that it opened and i went with a couple friends and i remember to just the, the way that i felt yes the yeah. way that i felt that was the time that i started the paris the first mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um shout out to movie pass <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Dude, movie pass. yes movie How pass allowed you to see any movie that you wanted it was completely many times completely as you wanted. unsustainable business it model. did not make any no, sense right. that's how i saw ladybird the first movie i saw <laughs> with, with movie pass ladybird yeah 68th street lincoln center amc yeah in the old theater one with that like giant before they made it dolby do you remember that yes yeah the big like i was sitting in the balcony alone it was like 10 p.m it was after work i'm sitting in the balcony absolutely sorbing by myself <laughs> watching ladybird anyway back to call me by your name so i went and I, I saw it that night and i remember just feeling like so like wrecked after the movie i was like oh, what God. the fuck emotionally because Shout out to Gay Wong. Kevin Wong, our friend, had lent me the book to read, and I'd like started it but not gotten that far. Yeah. And then I um, went and saw the movie that night, and I just like afterwards I felt such a way. Mm-hmm. The next day I happened to like not have I didn't have to go to work, I didn't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. And I laid in bed from dawn till dusk and oh. I read page to like, co- yeah, like, like cover, cover to cover yeah. the entire book and w- I like I, I don't think I've ever done that before, yeah. before or since. But, like, I was just so in it. I did that with Sarah Burles' memoir. Famously called Sounds Like Sounds Me. Sounds Like Me, yeah. I did sort of I read can, that I in can one repeat day. that because it's currently uh, on a stack of books, which my right mic is you, standing yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, we're really professional here. <laughs> um, hey, grassroots. Sort of, sort, of bo- sort of bootstraps. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Pulling ourselves up by our absolute bootstraps. <laughs> um. Okay, so what's your least favorite part of Call Me By Your Name? My least favorite part of Call Me By Your Name is, um, it's, the, so it's after the, it's the, and it, it also, this actually directly parallels the book. Uh, it's the same way in the book as it is. It's one of those mm-hmm. times where the, nothing was really changed. I mean, it goes on a little bit longer in the book, as does literally every part of uh, it. Yeah. But um, my least favorite was, yeah, after their first night together, uh in in bed like so that was so beautiful like the build-up that was so beautiful like the build-up to them finally being like intimate in that way and it was so beautiful and they shared this whole night which um luca guadagnino said like i didn't want that night to be about the actual like you seeing them have sex that's not what it's about yeah and i actually love that you don't see it right the camera goes out the window to the moon and it's really, and like, well, to like a branch that's like moving and you can see and like in the moonlight. And, um, yes, that was done really well. I, I really, I don't like, I just hated the next morning. And, and I, I think it's, I don't know if it's the story or the movie or like what piece yeah. of it, but like, is it, that the, is that you're talking about the scene when afterwards he's like, Mutfault is always looking for details. 
N- no, where, because where, that was kind of like beautiful wipes and hot. Come off of his torso. Right, right, right. That, that was beautiful and hot. It was beautiful and hot. But uh, what I hate is, are you going to hold this against me? Oh, yeah. And then him being like, no. Yeah, I didn't but like that scene either. Actually holding it against him and yeah. then like them going for a swim and there's just being yeah. this really awkward distance. Until and... he literally gives him head in the doorway. Yeah. That's when the tension like breaks. Which goes back to literally everything being a psychosexual game. Hundo. Hundo P. So, um, yeah, I, I hate that part because it just it's and maybe it's just me like being really picky but you know a lot of times the actors and the uh director and like all of them when it like when in like interviews would talk about how the big deal about this movie is just that there's not a force holding them back from being together mm-hmm. um they always say that and i don't know if i completely agree because there's oliver you know holding himself back but yeah. like there's not an external force which how often in movies Brokeback Mountain included. Mm-hmm. Is there everyone in the world or everything trying to like pull these two people apart and yeah. not let it be? Yeah. In this where, situation, where call me by your name. Yeah, they're like it's yeah, it's just Oliver. Famously, yeah. it's just yeah, right them. Well, and yeah, and sort of Elio because he's like going through that again to like bring back the motif of like, am I going to be the knight or am I going to be the princess or whatever it is? Where he's like, should I talk or should I? Right. The, that whole like, is it better to die not having spoke or spoke whatever right. that whole thing is? Um. Yeah, it's like truly just them. There's right. No, and, like, whereas like in Brokeback Mountain, it's like Michelle Williams. <laughs> <laughs> and every other person in that movie yeah, does yeah, not yeah, want yeah, them to yeah, be there. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's Texas holding them back. Honey, it's Texas. <laughs> honey, it's Texas. It's beans even. Yeah, it's right. it's cattle. It's mountains. <laughs> it's a ranger. It's... Um, right. Um, there was another... Uh, I, I, I was re-watching it and I was reminded of something that I really loved. Um, oh, I love the opening placards. I love the yeah. like, oh, the, so like chalk drawing. Yeah, um, when with I that first music saw... too. The yes. music it sets this. Yes, scene. yes, yes, yes. I love the scenes when they dance, and I love how they use that same like bum 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 right. bum 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 so... in the first dance scene and the <clears> one where they're dancing in Italy when they're like off dancing in Italy. The whole movie's in Italy when they're dancing in that town that they go off to together. Yeah, when Elio throws up because he's like freaking out. That Rome. Yeah, yeah. Is that oh, town? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> they go to Rome. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even realize. But like <laughs> that as being a part of the soundtrack is a track by the psychedelic furs uh-huh. and that song is called Love My Way mm-hmm. and was a really oh. big deal because he wears the psychedelic furs shirt, I think, in the movie. I think at some point he's wearing a tee that says psychedelic furs. I think. He's wearing, he wears a lot of band tees. That would make sense. Yeah, a lot of um, short shorts. Yeah, he what is so good about it is, and I didn't like realize in this until like after several times of watching the movie and then being like, that song stuck in my head. Like I need to find out what it is and like, listen to it. Um, that song love my way when they came out with that song, mm-hmm. there was like, they received a lot of backlash, but the whole point of making the song was like, we don't give a fuck mm-hmm. because we're going to make a song about like love. That's different than your traditional love mm-hmm. and like still make it anyway. And like really mm-hmm. not care what anyone thinks. So they were like pioneers for making that song. Cause it's about like love my way. It's a new road. Um, and like, I'm going to love the way that I want to love. And like, yeah. not necessarily tra- like what's, you know, traditional. Yeah. And so like when Oliver freaks out, when he hears that song in the movie, it's like, that's why. Yeah. And I didn't know the first time watching, but Obsessed. it's a really, it's a really, really good, beautiful song. We love the tidbits. Um, so I was reading, I was also like reading some, um, like old, uh, reviews and critiques and blah, 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 blah. And I was reading one, um, it's sort of like an aggregate of critiques of like people, um, comparing it to like, um, the films of Pedro Almodovar and comparing it to Carol, which we mentioned earlier and comparing it to Moonlight where it's like about, um, like sensuality more than it is about like, um, actually fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, like it, it, it feel, it's a movie that makes you feel more than that's like plot driven. Right. So to say, so to speak. Right. Yeah. I mean, I famously am obsessed with Carol. I'm obsessed with yeah. Moonlight. Like, I have stills from Moonlight hanging in my room. I ordered the um, screenplay book from A24. Like, I <sighs> love that movie A24. so much. Oh, I Just know. coming through with these films. We can only go on. Um, which, when this movie first came out, I was like, it's got to be an A24 movie. But then I found it was Sony Picture Classics, mm-hmm. which also tracks. Um, but <laughs> that sort of tracks. this movie feels like... Um, it feels like those, and it feels like um, Pain and Glory, which, like, this Pain and Glory feels like this year's um, benchmark for, like, queer cinema, I think. I think. Anyway. Um, and I was also reading, like, some other things that were, like, um, um, it's, like, a story of, 
um, first love that transcends the same sex element. And it's like, it, it, I, I don't like always love to read things like that where it's mm-hmm. like, um, because it like is so ingrained in what it is. Like it's important to make a movie this sensual and romantic and like acknowledge it's a gay movie, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, I do love that. I think that's another reason why queer people enjoy the film, you know, yeah. when, when you go and like, <clears throat> you want to just exist in this universe where you can just watch this happen and there's no like outside forces trying to pull them apart. If anything, there's support. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, I mean, like, Michael Stobark's monologue at the end, just sort right, of wrap right. it back around to that. Like, that's the best movie. I mean, that's the best moment in the movie. Yeah, I think it really, yeah. It like it was the emotional apex for sure. Like right. when he's like, he's like, um, uh, no one's gonna want to look at your body. Um, never mind. Like get close to you. Like it doesn't matter. Your heart's gonna deplete. So like, what matters that you feel everything? Oh, which is just so insane. Ugh. Because find me, I haven't read it yet. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. I mean. Oh my god. Find me is like Have you another read thing. We can't. Yes. Okay. Listeners, we're going to do a follow-up once okay. I finally read Find Me. Because <laughs> Taylor is going to be a recurring guest, oh, right. you guys. I should only be so lucky. Um, I'm trying to think of... Um, there was something else I was going to bring up when I was reading old reviews, but I don't remember. I have to admit something about Michael Stuhlbarg's monologue Tell me. at the end. Because it's so huge. The very first time that I saw it, I was so internally like shook mm-hmm. because I received it totally different than anyone else around me and that like i didn't did not know how to react to that i did you think he was gay yes yes oh my god that's so funny because i was re-watching it and i was like is he saying that he also had a queer love like back in the day that is what i took from that monologue okay. I'm i so, was so, I'm so glad you said that yeah certain yeah. when i first saw it i was like oh my see god. i thought that on my on my rewatch well i sort of this is like goes back one of my many rewatches to be right honest. i obviously can only speak for myself and my experience, but I have sort of like been coming to this like conclusion, just like, I don't know, maybe it's being like queer and living in New York and just knowing so many people. I just feel like everyone's a little bit queer. You oh, know? come on. You know, and, and exactly. And to um, identify as straight in 2020 is so gauche. <laughs> it's gauche. I just, uh, who was it that recently? Oh, it was Aidy Bryant. She was on a, a panel talking about shrill uh-huh. and she Wait, was, the no, 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 she wasn't on a panel. She was on, um, on watch what happens live. Oh. And I saw a quote, I mean, a, a clip <laughs> oh, on Instagram okay. refer- where she's like, Okay, first of all, <laughs> to refer no to one is straight air quotes. I'm doing air quotes. Obsessed. And to refer to what's Watch What Happens Live as a panel is so funny. I was like, well, I just knew that she was like, oh, yeah, like I don't know. On on a something with someone else. I was like, yeah, she's on something. Oh my god, this is so funny because how many times have we mentioned his name and look who just Snapchat at oh me. Oh my god. So listeners, Taylor just got a Snapchat from Kevin Wong. Kevin Ladyberg Wong. Yeah, um, it's this him going yeah i my bag oh my god i can't stand him um <laughs> what was i saying what were we talking about we're talking about ad bryant saying that oh yeah yeah straight yeah, yeah that's not real it's not a thing no, it's not real. It's not real. i think it's, it's just real. like you're somewhere on a spectrum and then it's about like how okay with you are yeah with how okay, <laughs> how okay with, you are with where you are in the yeah spectrum. and where how okay you are with yourself right yeah um because much like the theme we're talking about in this movie the only thing holding you back is yourself Mm-hmm. Um. So, there's so much to unpack. Right? I know there's just, so much. There's so much. There's so much. There's it's so, so much. true. Um. So we were discussing how um, the film was. It was um, filmed on film. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you know if the Paris was playing the film, like projecting it in film? They probably were. I definitely saw it in digital. I think. Oh my gosh, that's a really good question. Yeah, because you have to like get like special tickets at like these big like non art house theaters. But Paris is like still in like a place where artists yeah so, <laughs> well it probably like, wasn't film it was a whole big deal and like okay, I, I, I should <laughs> i paid extra to see during like movie pass days i paid extra to see phantom thread in film mm. on like 35 i think because that's so cool paul thomas anderson is my favorite director that's another thing that should be mentioned on this podcast well famously uh with movie pass as mentioned previously you could go and see a movie unlimited amount of times yeah so. well i think it was one a day right oh oh yeah yeah. it was one a day right. but like well, i'm not gonna go i mean i, I mean, really did go hard for oscar season that year i used and abused used and past. abused dirtily used dirtily. Le- rode hard and hung up wet <laughs> <laughs> absolutely 
<laughs> this episode can't be released. <laughs> it cannot be released at all. No, you know what? It's funny. You know where I learned that phrase? First of all, Vermont. there's a whole bunch of phrases that I like have just had to come to learn over Listen, the, the years. Listen, which redneck in Vermont taught you that? No. Who? Like, I mean, <laughs> Southern people oh, from having a sure, family from sure. the South. There's all kinds of things that I did not know oh, yeah. like, aren't sort of just normal things to say. Yeah, you have Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessean. Tennessean. What do you think about the age difference? I think, yeah, famously, Elio is 17 and Oliver is 24. Well, but film. when they filmed it, Army was like 30 or something. And he he right. looks like that's a man, Maury. Well, guys, from watching Love Island in the UK, if I've learned <laughs> anything. Here we go. It's that a 20-year-old could look like a 35-year-old. Hundy. In like a good way? Yeah. yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, I actually, um, I'll just say this. My body did not look like that at 20. Oh, <laughs> like oh my hammer. god! Um, I actually, I was not like, I don't think I was put off by the twenty-four and seventeen thing mm-hmm. because it was completely consensual. Um, but it didn't bother me really. I know a lot of people like took issue with like, um, um, this is like showing, um, how like, uh, predatorial like gay men can be, and it's like, well, yeah, they can be, but like this movie this is not is an, an example of that. Yeah, I don't feel that anybody can be that, predatorial. Right. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, it didn't bother me it at didn't all, really especially it, yeah. especially um reading the book and like knowing the yeah i also i just feel like how like driven by elio it is it very much it yeah. very much is like from day one and even in the movie like you see him like immediately fall in love with him when he pulls up in the car and right his parents well, are like I where's mean, elio the book the book basically starts off with him in love oh, with Oliver. Yeah. I was like, okay, we're starting out with a man. He just went, he goes right <laughs> yeah, in from yeah, no. the first page. We went full A to Z, like, boom. Bitch. Yeah, at least the movie gives you a minute. Yeah. You know, because the thing that you. It doesn't, like, put it in. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm going to stop myself right there. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you and you stop yourself. We're both. Yeah, stop yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, in the film, you just see. And assume how Elio's feeling, but in the book you cannot escape oh, you Elio's cannot mindset. Escape. Yeah, it is. That is. It is written out for you, right. honey. It's all there. Um. So let's go over this. Um. This movie's Oscar um report card. Um. Okay. So it was nominated for um, uh, four Oscars at the 90th Academy Awards, um, including Best Picture, which we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Um. James Ivory's screenplay was nominated and ended up winning. Mm-hmm. Um, Timmy was nominated for best actor for best actor, and um, it was nominated for best picture. Yep. Yeah. And what was the other one? Oh, best song that we were talking about. Oh, it was okay. those four. Yeah, song, picture, actor, and um, adapted screenplay. Do we think Army was snubbed? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't want to be, you know, shady. Uh, like, yeah, but he's. Um, I mean, if we're looking at the actors in the film, he's the weakest actor. Yeah. And I say that with so much love yeah. and, like, appreciation for what he brought to the role. Yeah, yeah totally. But, like... Um, it's also the role that... Um, it doesn't lend itself to, like... There's nothing, like, that meaty. <gasps> Wait. We need to rewind. You know what my least favorite part in this movie is? What? It's not the peach scene. Okay. I just remembered... I hate a part even more. And it's the titular segment. Okay. Where they're calling each other by their names. <laughs> I hate that. I'm like, what is this? This is so stupid. Elio, Are you Elio, wait, Elio. when? Because they do it time. multiple times. The first time. The very first time in bed. When, when Oliver says it. Yeah. Not when they're like, call me the by phone. your name and I'll, and I'll call, call you by mine. Yeah. I'm like, what? I like was in the theater laughing. There's like, I'm like surrounded by gay men, absolutely <laughs> sobbing. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, yeah, but. I know. Well, you know, my favorite thing is uh, also listeners. Dylan and I share a uh, a love for the comedian Cat Cohen. Yes, um, yes, we do. We love Cat Cohen. Absolutely Shout out. love her. We've both we've gone and seen her show together, yes. and we're just completely addicted. Um, addicted, as she might say. What? Addicted, as she completely addicted to her and Pat Regan, even yes. Um, who is her co-star on the show that made them famous to Dylan and myself, Seek Treatment? Which, if you haven't listened, honey, oh, Seek if Treatment, listened, if you haven't listened to Seek Treatment. The biggest reason to Seek Treatment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she she says, where was I going with this? About Cat Cohen? I don't know. What, what were we talking about? Call Me By Your Name. L-O-L-O, oh, yeah. she posted this great thing on Instagram where she's like, it was, she was like, 
me when I'm sitting in the audience and someone says the name of the play in the scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. like... <laughs> you're just sitting there like... <laughs> La ta ti ti yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever she says. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. Oh, wow. wow. There it is. There it, there is. it is. They did there it. They did it. Is. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I feel like it's um a little bit cheesy. Just yeah. the delivery. Especially I I think because it. it's, what? I just don't get it. I'm like, what? What is this motif <laughs> we're going for? Um, But yeah. Anyway, so back to the Oscar report card. I do think it was snubbed for production design. Oh, um, yeah. I think the movie looks fucking stunning. Yeah. Um snubbed for cinematography oh yeah um, really, really cool. and snubbed for direction yeah i thought it was really really well directed and like you don't just like magically get that chemistry and those performances like out of nowhere no no i it was so much him yeah and do you know he actually didn't want to direct it he was involved like auxiliary with the film mm-hmm. and then um there was like a change of director mm-hmm, last mm-hmm. minute and they asked like hey would you do this and he was like okay but i'm gonna make it into my film but he didn't right. like my kind of film but he didn't want to direct it right and thank god he did because we got this yeah project. and they filmed it they filmed it in chronological order which like is not always That's the case on movies right. and often isn't and um, Very rare. to see um them like actually mature through the movie you can really like feel it and see it and um, what i do i do love this too is that um both timothy chalamet and army hammer flew out uh before the recording yeah and lived in oh we're talking about how they lived in Italy yeah yeah. and Elio had like piano lessons Mm -hmm. um and like uh, and Timmy already like spoke French he was like he speaks French his dad is French but he learned Italian too Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and then just does it so well I just think he's he's so great I you know I just watched The King Mm -hmm. um and like he just I just really love what he brings to it there's just extreme naturalism another fun fact about it they never had a screen test so like no for yeah. them to not do a screen test and then get that, like, come on. Well, that's what I love about Luca was that, you know, he would make them do all this, like, shit that they'd never done before, mm-hmm. been asked to do by a director. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like when they have their first kiss. Um, so, to go back, I have to, to say, because I was trying to say this earlier, but I sidetracked myself, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, I saw the premiere. Mm-hmm. The next day I read the book. Mm-hmm. The next day I worked and went back to go see the movie again. Mm-hmm. And then that weekend, Timothy Chalamet was coming to do a Q&A at the Paris Theater. And I somehow got a ticket and I stayed after the show and he comes in and goes on the stage. And I got to see this full Q&A with him talking about doing it. Oh my God. And it was, it was really, it was really cool. I wish that um, Luca could have been there, but you know, all those videos are on YouTube. Even videos of that Q&A are now on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, also um, they, another fun fact that I was like, um, reading about once was um, they filmed a bunch of stuff naked. Like, obviously it's not in the movie, but right. like to like build intimacy and trust yeah. and whatever, they were like literally naked. Yeah. Well, that's like the shit that I'm talking about. Yeah. Like Luca would make them like for that. So he, and the first scene they rehearsed was the kissing scene, like all this stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. And like, that's Luca, his whole deal. He's very like, um, this is my crew mm-hmm. of people. I'm going to mm-hmm. use these people. Like that's why Tilda Swinton's in like every yeah, film. Yeah. Cause he's yeah. addicted to her. Which but is he, sort of what we're watching Greta Gerwig start to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like, I just can't wait for Timothy Chalamet and Tilda Swinton to be. Yes. <laughs> and, oh, that, that is do a lot of gangly white limbs. <laughs> I'm a thin limbs. Yeah. Like, just full drag. No, I, I can't wait for that. But that was what I was going to talk about was just that he talked about um, how Luca asked the two of them to the first thing that they rehearsed was that kiss. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luca said, OK, I want you to to kiss like full on, just like go for it. Mm-hmm. And then like they started doing it and they literally like they said they looked up after like three minutes and Luca had like wandered off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just like wanted to like he just them. wanted to get yeah. them to like yeah. start being comfortable being together, yeah. which I think I do think about this a lot, like how I wished that it had been queer actors sure. being able to bring this. You know, I'm going to come clean about something. That doesn't bother me. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. And, you know, I, I go back and forth. I'm like, does it bother me or not? And I think, well, yeah, you know, there's people who could bring things to this. And yeah. Oh, hundo. It's just. Uh, I think gay actors should be playing gay roles more. For yeah, sure. For sure. But it, like, it doesn't really bother me that much when a straight person plays a gay person. If it like. If it's um, good, if it's my good, thing right. is like if it's not Timothy Chalamet like, killed it, killed it, yeah. beautiful performance. Wouldn't want, not, I would not want anyone else. Yeah, yeah. 
Army Hammer. Yeah. I think that there's someone who could have done that. Now, like, I don't want to change anything. Here's a little bit. But. Here's a little bit. Okay, what? If Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer didn't exist, who are we putting in those roles? I know, I, bitch, I could predict who you're going to say for Elio. Who am I going to say for Elio? Lukey Hedge. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) You can't do this to me. Okay, listeners, I'm coming clean. I'm addicted to Lucas Hedges. I think he would be my, (laughs) well, would he be? I don't don't know about for that role. Yeah, I don't know if he's like sensual. Because his whole deal is, um, oh, the movie where. Manchester by the Sea. No, loved Manchester by the Sea. Ben is back. No, not Ben is back. <laughs> it's like naming. No, 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 and that's totally fine. But it's just not coming to me. It's um, Southern repressed goes to oh, conversion yeah, therapy. Um, uh, boy erased. Boy erased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You um, said Southern, and I knew. Boy right. erased, like Nicole Kidman's wig. Like, come on, <laughs> Nicole Kidman's wig. Uh, no, uh, yeah, he's. I think that Elio was the right. I mean that um, Timothy was the right choice for Elio. Yeah. There. But yeah, obviously addicted to Lucas Hedges and everything. Yeah. Else. Um, to um, another indulge myself queer in this little game actor. Um, I think I would put um, the kid from Sex Education. Okay. Who's the lead? What's his name? I forget. No. Anyway, the lead from Sex Education, and maybe like a um, like a um. Or maybe Nick Robinson, but maybe I'm just putting Nick Robinson in that role because of Love, Simon, the kid who plays Simon oh. in Love, Simon. Oh, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I can you could see, see him, him doing playing, that, right? Yeah. Playing, playing um, Elio. Oh, I was, was saying Oliver. I was going to think maybe oh, Oliver. Oh, interesting. I can see him being Oliver. That would be, that would be more 24 in my mind. Sure, 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 sure. Look-wise, yeah, 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 yeah. I think... What, That's a problem what? with film and TV is like... 40-year-olds are playing 25. It's crazy. I know. Um, also, you know what? Maybe like to see tackle that Elio role is Skylar Gisando. He's the, He plays um Jared in Booksmart. His like whole thing is being funny, but like I feel like he'd be good at that. <laughs> His whole thing is being funny. Um, yeah. No, I think Timothy Chalamet was the right choice Yeah, he definitely. Elio. I can't even think or yeah. see anything. Sometimes else. I just like to like play this game. No, I like, love this game. Mm-hmm. It's just Army Hammer Who would replace these iconic roles? 30 to me. In the role, yeah. so it looks like thirty and, and seventeen, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> as opposed yeah, yeah. to twenty four yeah. and seventeen. I think that's where like the the issue came. Yeah, Army Hammer is a man. That's a man, Maury. You know who I would like to see play, um, Oliver. Who? Daniel Kaluuya. But yeah, do you have any other thoughts about this movie that we didn't cover? I really feel like we hit on the best part. I think we did. I really feel like we did. Um, our next little segment, maybe our last segment, would be um. If you liked this, mm. you're absolutely going to die for this. Yeah, absolutely. So I have some suggestions for if you like Call Me By Your Name. Um, I mean, obviously, any of the queer films that we just mentioned, like Moonlight, Carol, um, A Serious Man, mm-hmm. um, Pain and Glory, all of those things check similar boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another one would be um, uh, My Beautiful Laundrette which is a British movie about a laundry worker. Um, it's an, and his um, lover mm-hmm. and it's an, uh, a young Daniel day Lewis role. Mm. Um, and that movie is wonderful. And I think to be more on like theme and feel maybe like a blue is the warmest color, mm. which is a, um, Oh yeah. I have to watch that. Extremely That's... graphic. Right. Um, three hour French movie about a lesbian romance, but yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. And it has the best scene about, what it feels like to like realize you're a queer. I think that one does. I, my feeling is that call me by your name is like one of the best queer movies Mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, I say that because like it was, it's artful and well done. And I feel like I don't want to get hate for this, but I just feel like there's a lot of gay stories out there that, we're not able to get the funding or we're not able to get the right people on the yeah, project. And yeah. so like, they just don't look as good as I want them yeah. to. Yeah, no, it's true. Like, um, but indie gay films are indie films and indie films are gay films. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. In a lot of ways I feel like, and all of them are tragic. There's never, there, there's right. one studio backed happy ending gay movie that I can think of. And it's love Simon <laughs> studio backed. Right. Yeah. Love Simon's a good one. The one that I brought for, if you like this, you'll love. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, angst is god's own country oh, uh, God. 
Yeah. And that's a perfect answer for this. Yeah. 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 Thank it, you. It, it feels the same, but it feels darker. It's definitely, it's definitely more darker. You know what? It actually gives me a macabre. little bit HBO. You know, it gives you yeah, that HBO actually, filter. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, it's Yorkshire, yeah. so... God's Own Country, you guys, if you haven't seen that, it is... Whew, it will wreck ya. It'll, it's, a, it's another one that'll wreck ya. It'll wreck ya. Um, yeah, and uh, it's it's a good one. It has the my beloved Josh O'Connor in mm-hmm. it. Um, Who is just, now getting more famous because of The Crown. The Crown. The Crown. He plays the Prince of Wales, which we see a really incredible storyline begin um, there. I'm, there's a couple others that I'm thinking of. Um, Weekend is a really good one. Um, you know, I started Weekend, which is I believe on Criterion. If you Channel. say it's good, I will actually put in the time to yeah, watch it. Yeah, it, it get it like as it evolves. It sort of starts a little meandery, but it woo. There's a monologue at the end that's like wow. Okay. Um, and um, there's another pretty good one called Tiny Little Things. Tiny little ones. Tiny little ones. Okay. Tiny little ones. Tiny little ones. <laughs> say that one more time, Dylan. Um, Tiny Little Ones, which is um, sort of in this ilk as well, except um, it's mostly about uh, that one's more about like one kid coming to terms that he like is in love with his best friend, but his best friend is like still a homophobe, <laughs> even though they hooked up. Um, oh, you know what? I think How did you feel? Did you just sort of amongst us, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just amongst us squirrel friends? Squirrel um, friends. Do you did you see Alex Strange Love? On I did. Yeah. Oh my god! It's not tiny little ones. It's giant little ones. I erased everything uh, I said. It's giant little ones. Giant little anyway, ones. Anyway, yeah. That now that now it's familiar. I've heard of that. I yeah. haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's um. Got um. Kyle McLaughlin in it as a gay dad. <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin is gay dad. Is gay dad. <laughs> Um, yeah. But anyway, um, Alex Strangelove, what were you going to say about it? No, I was just going to say that. That was... came out during that like era of Netflix like reviving the rom-com. Yeah. Like to all the <laughs> reviving the before rom-com. Alex Strangelove. And like, right. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, Alex Strangelove is Love, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, but, yeah, but bye. But bye, right? Yeah. Right. It's, it's um, Love, Simon, but make it bye. But make it bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love options. We do. Yeah. Um, Anyway, no, there's there's just I, here's my whole deal with seeing like Love Simon, like Alex Strange Love. That's me watching it going, This was made for a younger generation. Yes. And I'm so glad that they have yes, it. Yes, but yes, I'm yes, not yes. watching that going, That's me now. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. we're we're past that, but like I'm glad that we made that and I think it's really cute and beautiful. Yeah. That um is I wa- I watched Love Simon and was like tearing up for all of the movies that we didn't get like that as kids. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That is so well said. It was like it was so um. Everything that we saw was like. Brokeback Mountain. It was like right. a single man. It was fucking tragic. Tra- absolutely. And somebody's dead at the end. Like yeah, if it's a gay movie, dies. someone's dead. Someone's at the end. gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. Which don't get me wrong, I'm addicted to Brokeback Mountain, but. Bitch, it's sad. No, it's sad. It's <laughs> fucked. Like, yeah, it's so it's fucked. fucked. Uh, yeah, um, it's, it's it's rough. One of the great on-screen pairs. One of the great names. Innis, obsessed. Innis. Um, um, and Angley. Yes, oh, Angley directed that. Um, anyway, Taylor, thank you so much. Dylan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Inaugural app. <laughs> Oh, can you believe it? I can't believe it. It's so exciting It's so you. psycho. Um, so big. You've been wanting to do this for so long. Yes. And I'm so glad you made it come to fruition. Thank and I'm so you. excited to be Thank your you. inaugural guest. That means so much. I'm so honored. And yes. I cannot wait to come back. Yes. This one's going to be a repeat guest, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening to the inaugural app of His Only Vice. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.